What's up, my good people? Happy Friday, happy Freya's Day, and welcome back to the podcast. As I'm rounding out this Get to Know Your Host series, I can't wait to uh, basically just wrap it up with music and why I love it so much, but also some fun fucking facts about music as well. So a little about me and why music has been such a heavy influence in my life is I've said this in a couple podcast episodes already. I had a very tumultuous childhood and I didn't have an opportunity to let my voice out. It wasn't being heard and I didn't have a way to properly express all the intensity and the pain and the suffering that I was dealing with. And so when I discovered music at such a young age is where I was able to more or less start um, healing, if you will, or connecting to myself. That was the avenue that I was able to connect to my own self. Otherwise, I was extremely dissociated. I know I'm commonly known for my love and adoration for heavy fucking metal, but uh, I do want to let you guys know there's a couple genres that I do love. Fun fact is I did dabble a little in pop and country and I just cannot relate so uh, there's that but the other genres that I listen to they I kind of more or less use music as a mood setter which is something that I did find in doing some research from some actual scientific research uh, how we can regulate our moods and emotions through music so uh, I started doing that not even realizing that was the intention even from childhood age so the other genres that I listen to are classical and jazz. My husband and I will play that um, on our TV while we're cooking dinner. So we have a way to have some nice music to listen to, but a way to actually connect while making dinner. The other uh, fun genres that I like are like folk pagan music. So stuff you would listen to like folk pagan music like or just folk music from Ireland, the Celtic music, then there's some from Scandinavia and Germany. Those are really fun. It just makes me more or less dance around the house like a kid. And then ska slash punk are two other genres that I actually enjoy listening to. And here in just a bit, I'll get into how I was introduced to those, uh, the last two genres of ska and punk. So if we were to rewind time to right around 1992 so it was roughly five years old so my uncle Jerry he had such a huge influence on me especially when I solidified my love for heavy metal in uh, my early teenage years like I said before tumultuous childhood had a really hard way uh, as I had a struggle for expressing my internal world so at five years old I remember visiting my uncle in Indiana and he had a Jeep and he had this system in the back of his Jeep and I remember my one sibling my brother and I were sitting in the back of this Jeep and my uncle was jamming heavy metal and specifically it was white zombie and my my brothers and my chest felt like it was about to explode because it was so loud and so intense but so fucking awesome so that was my first introductory to heavy metal and I was just like <gasps> like starstruck what is this this is so freaking neat and after that I didn't really get a chance to hear much of it just because it's not like a 
pretty common genre for people to listen to. Uh, I was listening more to what I was exposed to from my parents. So a little later on, as in like right around the age of 12, is when I was reacquainted with heavy metal when I got to my uncle moved to Florida, where I'm from. And he literally took a fire hose to all the things of metal and learning the various different quote-unquote sub-genres of heavy metal. And I got to dabble listening to some of the lighter stuff, to some of the really super heavy stuff. And it, my uncle and I would go to concerts all the time. And it was just a way, it really truly did pretty much save my life at some of the worst moments of my pain. It was the only place that I felt like I had a friend with me was heavy metal at that point in time. So like I said, about 12 years old is when I got reacquainted to this badass genre. And the reason why I loved it so much is because it's so intense. And it's it's like there's nothing else going on in the world when I'm listening to it. It is captivating. It is just, it's like a level of grounding me. I'm so present. And then what actually really helped kind of fuel more that, to that fire around the love of heavy metal was my very first uh, concert or very first metal show. And a lot of people will go, oh my God, like that is just, there's weird people, so on and so forth. They're my fucking people. I like the weird people. I like people that are just truly authentically themselves. I feel like that's very much so the heavy metal community. But more than that is majority of metalheads are actually introverts. Um, also with that uh, research that I looked up, there's, there's actually a science behind how you actually select your music based on personality, which I will get into. So part of my personality is being an introvert. And with all that being said, I like to handle a lot of my own stuff privately. And even though I've been more open in these more recent years about my own healing journey and what's actually happened to me in my life and how I've been able to grow and overcome a lot of the um, adversity that I experienced still I like very much so to handle all of this stuff very privately and heavy metal is where I get that um, it's like a euphoria I get this sensation I've looked it up before but I actually want to speak with you know absolute like researched truth on it but have you anyone ever experienced the sensation when you're you're really connected to a song and you get this like tickle that ripples from the top of your head and radiates all the way down throughout your body where you get goosebumps like throughout your limbs and so on that's what I get when I listen to heavy metal especially when I'm like physically moving my body or just sitting in the moment just listening and nothing else is going on that is the one genre that makes me feel that like I said euphoric a grandiosity of like this raw so much fucking power and like strength within myself it's how I can just access that internal life force of power and I started exercising that in my teenage years like I said around 12 where I just couldn't express what was going on no one was paying attention nobody was interested in hearing 
what was going on with me what was my internal world like so heavy metal became my friend that was with me where it was a mood enhancement and I, it cracks me up when people say it just it's so angry it makes me angry and i'm like okay um well my experience is it enhances whatever fucking mood i'm already in so if i'm angry it enhances the anger ragey feelings that i need to release working out or whatever and then also, I can be smiling, bouncing around like a little kid uh, while listening to it, <laughs> um, which makes and rolls me into, excuse me, guys, I just have to say, what was fun is I have the security guy coming to our house that just called and interrupted my recording. So this episode might have a little tinge of squirrel. So um, oopsie daisies, but either way, we'll get back on track. Um, what's fun about, like I was mentioning before, my first heavy metal show was this pure bliss of like, this is so cool, the energy is so intense. And then like looking at these musicians and thinking, oh my God, actually in order to sound good in a concert, you actually have to be a damn good musician. It's not like it's uh, lip syncing. there's none of that pop stuff there at heavy metal shows. And then also, like I was mentioning about community and then these people being introverted, which is so fun at heavy metal shows, is you can literally never have met this person before. Be standing right next to them, their head banging, and somebody will literally wrap their arm around your shoulders or head banging together, like your kids just bouncing around with this sense of excitement. And then also, (laughs) a lot of people really don't understand uh, mosh pits, which to each is their own. But as um, somebody that's been jamming out to metal for well over 20 years and going to shows, I could tell you a little bit behind it is, yes, it's aggressive, but there's this controlled aggression. Sure, you're going to have some fucking douchebags that are in there that just are like the... uh, eternal fucking douchebag uh guy that just you know has the internal little man complex and (laughs) um but majority of the time what it is is this controlled chaos and this sense of community of like yeah roughing each other up uh, having a controlled space to let out the aggression you bump shoulders or whatever hopefully not clotheslines and motherfuckers but um if they knock you down they literally pick you back up even people that are not within the mosh pit will also help pick you back up so it's really hard to articulate this sense of community if you haven't really experienced it while with the intensity of the music it's it's one of those you just have to experience for yourself it's it's fun and just saying for you middlehead haters uh you're just you're missing out (laughs) okay Moving on, something that I thought would be really fun is to tell you guys the history of the metal horns. So way back when, in the 60s, a good old band named Black Sabbath was led by Ozzy Osbourne. And he used to throw up the the fun peace signs because that was super popular in the 60s. It looks ridiculous. (laughs) Don't mind my judgment. (laughs) But anywho... He got kicked out of the band for various reasons. And then we have the Sicilian man, the Italian man named Ronnie James Dio. So fun fact about this guy is his, an- his ancestors are from Italy. 
So Ronnie James Dio's grandmother used to throw up what we would call the metal horns. It's called the Malocchio. The Italians are probably going to say butcher this shit out of it. But anyway, the whole reason for that, it was basically like a, a pagan hand gesture to ward off the evil eye or evil spirits. And as Ronnie James Dio was in the band Black Sabbath, he started switching over instead of throwing the peace signs up he started showing the metal horn what is now called the metal horns <laughs> so a little bit of fun fact for you and i know i uh i can be one of those that i can kind of sneer a little bit when people throw those up around because i'm like oh you got to be totally metal to do that but in actuality we know hand gestures and language over time does change but I still think it's pretty badass when it's represented for heavy fucking metal. So, there you go. So now I want to move into, I thought this would be a fun little thing to share with you guys, is uh, when my husband and I met, it's funny, we had similar music taste, musical taste, but also kind of different. And one of those main differences is... I, like I've said before, I grew up in the heavy metal community, and my husband grew up around the punk rock, or the hardcore punk community, and even though musically they can sound similar, and they can look similar, they're also different, and in the 80s, they were more or less like these enemies, if you will, even though they're very similar and have a similar cause for a lot of the music um, the content and so on <laughs> either way uh, I guess everybody's just got to battle everybody at some point so what's funny is uh, but both of us having that background and then I was like yeah I don't know I'm gonna really listen to punk and he was like yeah I don't know if you're really gonna turn me into a metalhead and then over the years which we've been together almost 15 years as of July or August we have actually converted the other one to like each other's musical taste so we are a merge of hardcore punk punk rock and heavy metal uh we now get to, we've over the years have been able to attend these concerts together of the all of these um musical genres and be able to share uh, like knowledge and the fun aspects of those genres together so that was just it's something really cool to look back on and be able to say, hey, we've been able to influence one another in a pretty cool way of very opposing worlds. Now let's roll into some research-backed data. So this is from the National Center for Biotechnology Information. Hello, nerds. <laughs> According to the research, some common uses of music are music as pure enjoyment and aesthetic appreciation, However, it's aesthetic, considering it's not something visual. Maybe it's watching the artist. Who the fuck knows? Somebody let me know what you think of that. To inspire dance and physical movement. Mood management slash regulation or enhancement, like I was mentioning that I did in my teenage years. Distraction from other situations slash troubles. Boom. That's what I used it for. Reduction of loneliness, feelings of comfort. Boom. Also, enhance concentration and cognitive function. If I used it for that reason, I'm thinking myself now. Maintain alertness, increase working productivity, promote certain goals slash messages, social bonding, transmission of oral history, 
rituals slash religion. Also, as part of this research data, they're saying that there is so much more information to find as far as what actually all contributes to choosing musical preference, but some consistencies that they have found are personal values, personality traits, and thinking style. So let's break that down, and I would be also curious to see if some of what I'm going to share here is fitting for you and your personality slash musical taste. Here's what they found. Personalities that lean more in the extroverted and agreeable types listen typically to more country, pop, religious, and or sound soundtrack genres. People that were more reflective and complex listen to blues, classical, folk, and jazz. People that gravitate more toward an empathetic personality listen to some folk, country, and R&B. I didn't quite see anywhere in the rock and roll and heavy metal part in the study. I could have just completely missed it, but maybe it has to do with their introversion, being introverts that they actually didn't want to be studied. So we'll just say maybe they just didn't participate. Who knows? <laughs> okay, so now I want to move on to the healing aspect of music from the musician's standpoint. I'm not claiming I'm this overly uh, grand musician. It's something that I've started really um, delving into for fun for the fact of learning something new. Something I haven't shared before is uh, <laughs> when I was watching Dancing with the Stars way back, I want to say six or seven years ago, a famous football player named Rashad Jennings, can't remember who the heck he plays for or his position, excuse me people, but one thing that he said that really stood out to me and stuck with me was in between each season, he would pick up a new skill of some sort, whether it's music, learning a language, maybe another sport just to dabble into. And at that point in time, he was learning to play the guitar, also learning how to dance on the show. And either way, I was like, that is a genius idea. I feel like it's fun in the aspect that you can kind of more or less tap into this kid-like element of yourself, um, learning something new. And you get to learn yourself along the way of what ticks and what what works, what doesn't work for you. It's more of like a self-exploratory way of doing things. So I took that on for myself and I still embrace that pretty much every single day. I think it's, it's fun to learn new things and to not be good at it, but to learn how can I be good at it? What am I good at? And then be able to adjust. And then what am I not good at? And then be able to adjust that as well to work for you. So according to the National Library of Medicine, there's some very interesting um, things that they have discovered. So one piece is that they said, as people age, they will experience progressive physiological losses in function, such as auditory, cognition, memory, and motor control. I mean, I feel like that's a given. We already know that part. But in relation to actually being a musician or producing music, some of the benefits that you can get are reorganizing the brain's neurological pathway, brain plasticity in the ability of the brain to change its structure 
and engaging older adults in sensory cognition and motor skills creates positive outcomes. Research also indicates active participation in musical lessons creates larger plasticity effects than does passive music listening. Musical training provides a multi-sensory activity that requires integrating signals from different sensory modalities with motor responses. So according to this article in a nutshell, they're saying the brain works on a principle of use it or lose it. Relating back to exercise your brain in different ways as opposed to just living your daily life, working, you know, being a parent, being a spouse, all those things actually be really intentional with some of those uh, joys you can do just with the personal aspect of your life because your brain is going to have some positive effects as you age if you start doing this not for this reason but it's cool to know some of this stuff is uh i learned from rashad jennings to learn something new and for me one of the biggest barriers that i've had to overcome is actually using my voice especially in the aspect of singing and it's it's been a weird thing to overcome but i found a way to make myself have fun with it so one of the things that i'm doing right now is recording this podcast and sometimes it can be a little nerve-wracking but one way that i've tried to combat the element of all of those nerves and to feel more confident using my voice is actually doing a vocal lesson beforehand and yes I like heavy metal vocals. I've actually been learning some clean vocals as well. And one day I'll actually share some of that stuff on videos and whatnot. But either way, I've utilized something that I'm afraid of, delve into it, and then use that for the advantage of help helping build my confidence and then go do this as far as record the podcast. So my whole point is don't be afraid to do something that you feel out of your element about something that you don't feel you're good at and learn yourself and use it for your fucking advantage so i'm gonna leave this episode here i will in the future have more to share on researched things about music and so on and as you've heard even in the intro this podcast is very versatile but it's so exciting and so much i feel like i can share that little tidbits and nuggets of information that can either plant a seed for you to try something new learn something new or just hone in on something you're already doing so all in all with this podcast i want to leave you moving forward now that we're out of the or getting out of the get to know your host series i want you to either feel inspired or educated about something And as always, if you either learned something valuable or were inspired by something within this episode or some of the previous Get to Know Your Host series episodes, share with a friend because when you share it, it does help the show grow, it helps the community grow, and it just helps with overall impact, the whole point of this podcast.